Welcome, my friend. You are exactly where you need to be right now. It is not an accident that our paths have crossed. I'm confident that you are here because you are wanting more out of life. Are you ready to live your life with purpose and intention? Are you wondering how on earth to pull it all together? How exactly do you turn your ordinary days into extraordinary days? Girl, let me show you how to stop facing the day ahead and start faithing it. Join me, Sarah Elizabeth, each episode as I encourage and motivate you to place unwavering faith in the direction Christ will lead you and surrender yourself to His vision for your life. He's custom designed a life for you beyond your wildest dreams, and I want to help you discover all that He has planned for you to experience. Together, let's put God into the driver's seat of your life. Let's go. It's time to faith your day. Welcome in, my beautiful friend. Thank you so much for deciding to join me here. I am overflowing in excitement about this episode. We are going to be redefining body image today and the way that you see the skin that you are living in. I know that so many of us struggle with negative thoughts about our bodies, and you know that I'm all about shifting mindsets here to reveal what it is that God really says about you. So we are going to look to scripture to see exactly what it is God wants you to know about yourself today. He's got his fingerprints all over this one, and I am confident that it is going to speak to your heart in a way that you simply can't deny. Let's do this. I've titled this week's episode of the Faith Your Day devotional podcast, Body Image Redefined. Once again, we'll kick off with our Faith Your Day declaration A reminder to those of you who may have missed this, we are proclaiming each episode at the beginning how we will faith this day of life and live in a boldly new way. My hope is that over the coming weeks of practicing it together here, you will begin to internalize it and say it to yourself on the daily. Heck, tweak it if you like, change it up to make it yours if you want write it out, copy it out. The written copy of it is in the show notes for you. Let's get ourselves into the presence of our heavenly father. Here we go. Jesus, thank you so much for loving me in the way that you do. You designed me on purpose for a purpose. I want to live to my full potential today with a mindset that honors you and a soul that seeks to know you better. Jesus, I know that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and I ask you to guide me and reveal to me what you want to show me here, have me experience here, and learn from this season. Help mold me and shape me into the best version of me. I live today as your vessel, ready to receive your word and pour out your overflowing love to those all around me. Please allow your thoughts to become my thoughts, your ways to become my ways, and your will to become what I truly desire. Jesus, if you are in it, I want it. And if you are not, I don't. I choose to faith this day of life. I'm so grateful to be your girl. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, it's time for 
what you came here for. I'm going to cut to the chase here today and we can break things down as we go. There is so much chatter in our world today about body image, body confidence, body shaming and identity and gender stereotypes and my body, my choice and my sister. I won't say that any of that is right or wrong, but what I will say is that all of it is from a very world focused place. Now, a quick disclaimer before we go, because we are going to be talking all about our bodies in the sense of what we have control over. Certainly there are definitely some things that, you know, when it comes to somebody else and your body, yes, of course you always have your rights there, but we're, we're going to be talking more along the lines of what we can change and control with our bodies. Okay. So not somebody else's impact on us, but our own impact on us. There is this movement to which people are seeing themselves in a very individual light, forgetting that we belong to something much bigger, the body of Christ. And I want us to be able to see clearly from scripture what God says about our bodies to help block out some of the noise and confusion that the world is blaring so that we can come to a place where we feel amazing about the body that we are in, not because we are now aligning with what's popular in the world, but because we are in alignment with how Jesus wants us to see ourselves. In a nutshell, this really isn't all about us. It's more about God dwelling within us. And my sister, that changes the whole game right there. The whole point is to honor him and to bring glory to him through how we take care of his dwelling place, your body. The world will tell us over and over that if it feels good, go for it. If it tastes good, indulge in it. If it takes away your pain, pop it. And if it is simply something you are tempted by, then by all means, give it a try because rules are meant to be broken, right? Well, I guess that all depends on how you choose to honor your body today. I have an amazing scripture verse for you, and I want to read it today from three different translations to not only get it deep into your heart, but to paint a very clear visual of what God says about your physical being. So check this out. Today, we're reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 to 20. So let's see how the new international version, the NIV version reads. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. And now those same verses from the New Living Translation. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. And finally, from the Passion Translation, this one really resonated with me. Have you forgotten that your body is now the sacred temple of the Spirit of Holiness who lives in you? You don't belong to yourself any longer, for the gift of God, the Holy Spirit, lives inside your sanctuary. You were God's expensive purchase, 
paid for with tears of blood. So by all means, then use your body to bring glory to God. Oh, ladies, here we go. What a mindset shift, right? This is not what the world tells us. And here's some key context that is important to understand about these verses. These verses come from a letter that Paul wrote to his church in Corinth as he was building a new church in Ephesus. He had previously built a church, a temple in Corinth, which can be described as a city that was very much like a real-life sin city, kind of like a modern-day Las Vegas. And Corinth was a port city in the Mediterranean. And because there was so much nautical traffic at the time, all of the boats had to make a stop at some point in Corinth. And well, this led to a bustling place that was a cultural hub, but was also renowned for its very loose moral living. And it was a place of sexual promiscuity and drunkenness and debauchery and vanity and lust, and likely was seen as a lot of fun, a great place to visit because like our world today, it had a very real strong, if it feels good, go for it vibe. So people in Corinth were just living it up in whatever way felt good to them and whatever way they wanted. So when Paul established this church in Corinth, you can only imagine that it was not the first stop on the tour that people would have made when visiting the city. But yet the church survived and he was writing this letter to his church from Ephesus. And he was reminding the people who they are called to be in Christ. The verses before the ones that we read today reference sexual sin specifically, as that was a huge part of life in Corinth. So now we have a little bit more context, some reference that brought us into those verses. I'd like to pull out some keywords that you heard in those verses that really highlight a few things about what God wants us to learn from them. Okay, so first you might have noticed in all three translations that the word holy or holiness is used. What is holiness? Is it stuffy and rule-following and righteous and prudish? Well, my favorite way to understand the word holy is to know that it means to be set apart. If something is holy, it is set apart from what is common because it has a special purpose given by God himself. Girl, you bet your booty that you are holy set apart in this world because God didn't just put you here to have a sinfully good time. He has a job for you here. Consider this. Once you have given your life to Christ and become a Christian, a follower of Jesus, then something revolutionary takes place. God gives you a unique and special gift, his own Holy Spirit. This Holy set apart, spirit requires a place to live. And that is where your body comes into play. Once you become a Christian, you are no longer just flesh and blood and quote unquote, it's my body. You are literally a sanctuary, a temple for God's Holy Spirit. Whoa, 
as all three of those verses referenced, you, my sister, have been bought and paid for. Okay. Now, I know that this can rub some people the wrong way. You might think, what the heck do you mean I was bought and paid for? I'm no one else's property, except kind of in the very best way. My sister, you are, because when you give your life to Jesus, you are his. Now, hear me out. He doesn't own you in a slave and master sense or a piece of property sense. He owns you body and soul in the greatest of love sense. He literally gave up his life for you, shed his blood in exchange for your sins, for you. So maybe in a way we could say it was more of a trade than a purchase. You gave him your sins. In exchange, he gave up his life and all his love has been given to you. Wow. Is this making some sense now? So when we go beyond the worldview here, we start to see that no, it really isn't all about you or I once we become his dwelling place. It becomes all about him. This is where we can use our bodies to honor and bring glory to him. So lastly, before we dive deeper into some takeaways, I want to remind you all about what a temple or a sanctuary is, because this is another word we heard in all of those translations. It reminds us that our bodies become a temple for his Holy Spirit. And a temple is a word that is frequently found in scripture. It's referencing a physical place where God dwells and could be worshiped. So the temple is where people gathered, paid sacrifice, and worshiped him. Enter Jesus in the New Testament, and the temple no longer has to be a physical place or a stationary place. Jesus's death and resurrection fulfills a new covenant where his presence can now dwell within us through his Holy Spirit. We don't just have to go to a location to worship him as he is literally always with us. Okay, so let's just take a look with some examples about how this can change your whole perspective on what it means to redefine your body image. If you think of your body as simply belonging to you, well, then it can be a free-for-all, right? After all, you can make your own choices and they're just going to impact you. You eat junk. Well, I hope you don't mind being squishy and unhealthy because you know that long-term that's what's going to happen. You want to smoke and drink to excess? Well, cool. Hope you don't mind the thought of lung or liver cancer. You want to have new partners and hookups all the time? Because after all, you're a single girl and the world says, go for it. Test drive that new model. Well, then I hope you were okay with eventually feeling worn out and used. I mean, those examples might sound harsh, but really that's the extent of where these loose living things can go if we don't check in with them at the forefront. So you can look all around you and see what the world promotes, but that's what it looks like to belong to oneself. Let's take a look at the alternate option recognizing that this body is not just my own. I am simply a steward of it. Remember, we've talked about stewardship in the past, stewardship over your finances or your time, this realization that it all comes from God. 
right? We did not create this body of ours. We are simply someone who gets to live in it while we're here. My friend, let's realize this. We have so limited understanding of how our bodies even work. Like medical research is only recently in the last few years, understanding how our gut impacts our health overall. We have trillions of cells and chemical reactions happening in our body at any given time and hormones and enzymes and bacteria and microorganisms and gut brain access and connections and all of these things doing their thing. And here we are thinking that this is ours, that like we created this and we wrote the owner's manual and we know how this all works. No, this body of yours is a glorious work of art and a miraculous work of his hands. So when you shift your perspective away from this belongs to me, so I'm going to do whatever I feel like with it, to this is his sacred temple, and I'm going to take care of it because he's allowing me to take care of it today. So heck yeah, I'm going to take care of it in a way that honors and brings glory to him. Well, then now some massive changes, both physically and mentally and emotionally can take place. So we're going to look at a few examples that you can reflect on over this week. And these are examples of how, you know, you can kind of shift the narrative on what the world says and change it up to reflect what we read in 1 Corinthians. Number one, you have the Holy Spirit living within you. So consider this narrative. I choose to eat healthy and nourish my body, not only because I want to look good and feel great, but because it's what Jesus deserves. Wow, what a shift in how you can switch the way you nourish yourself, right? You don't want to be a dumpster when it comes to what you eat because you feeding your body properly allows Jesus's Holy Spirit to work in you most effectively. So that will keep me healthy so that I can continue to do his work here. So there's one example. Second one, I have found exercise and activities that I enjoy doing. You want to keep it up and maintained and looking like the representation of what is truly housed within it. Third, I don't hook up and engage in promiscuous activities, not just because I don't want that reputation, but because Jesus's sanctuary shouldn't be treated like a brothel. And this is a big one in our day and age, right? We are kind of living at times like that modern day Corinth and the world just says, go for it. But think of it in this regard, and I bet that will start to shine a different light. Fourth, I ensure that I nourish my mind and limit the amount of negativity and stress that I bring into it. I carefully screen what I listen to and watch, not because it just feels better for me, but because when I'm stressed and anxious, I am not able to channel Christ's love to others in the same way. Five, I ensure that I fill my heart with God's word every day, not just because that's what the church says I should do, but because it's my daily bread, it's that nourishment for my soul and the good news that allows my heart to align with his. We know that when we become disconnected, 
we are so much more susceptible to the temptations of the enemy. Six, I work to build the family relationships I have, not only because I want less chaos in my home, but because through these relationships, I can pour out abundant joy, hope, and peace to my loved ones. Seven, I get dressed and get done up for the day, not just because I want to look good at work, but because when I look my best, I feel my best and I have the confidence to boldly step into all God has offered for me today. Number eight, I aim to get a good night's sleep, not just because I know it will make me feel better in the morning, but because I need all the energy I can get to live this day of life to the full. I don't want to be hitting snooze and dragging butt. That's not what Jesus has designed me for today. Number nine, I choose not to take drugs or smoke or drink to excess, not only because I don't like being out of control and putting toxins into my body, but because the temple of the Holy Spirit just isn't a place for that. Like if you envision God's holy temple, you don't see people doing things, habits that are just not healthy for them or not productive for their health or their mind, right? It it just seems contrary to what you would expect there. So why put that into your body if it's the temple that it is? Number 10, I don't covet someone else's body or wish that I was just like them, not just because the commandments say I shouldn't, but because God's designed this sanctuary to be unique to his exact specifications. There's a reason, girl, that he made you exactly as you are. Every other temple is already taken. And within your temple, this is where you can choose to honor him. Number 11, I don't bash or criticize or hate the body that I am in. I choose to maintain it, improve it, refine it, and continue to love it because it's God's temple. And just like an actual building, it requires maintenance and cleaning and upkeep to stay in its best possible condition. Jesus deserves to dwell in the best accommodations possible. And finally, number 12, I prioritize a budget and getting out of debt, not just because some expert told me I should do that, but because I know physically my body keeps the score. And scripture tells me that the borrower is slave to the lender. And this temple that I have God's Holy Spirit dwelling in is bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. I don't want to owe anything to anybody but him. So my sister, I could go on and on with examples of ways that you can flip the script on how you treat your physical body all in the name of it's really not mine to begin with. Realizing that I'm just a steward of this body while I have it. The day you die, your lease is up and your quote unquote body goes back to the dust it was made from. And reminder It wasn't you who made it. So maybe it's time to start looking to the creator of your temple and honoring him in the way that he deserves, stewarding your body in a way that brings glory to him. I challenge you this week to shift your mindset 
and start flipping the script on the choices you make, the narrative you tell yourself, the way you look at your body. See if it doesn't redefine your body image and humble you in a way that you may not have ever experienced before. Girl, your temple is housing the most precious of all residents. So treat him like the most valuable guest of honor. What do you say? You're going to give that a try today and this week. See what it does to change the way you see yourself. I hope that you will consider joining me here again next Tuesday. I'll be coming back waiting and ready for you. I love you all. I am wishing you all of God's blessings today from my heart to yours. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.